the Doctor Who podcast. I don't know whether to be impressed or disgusted. Back to the Doctor Who podcast, and this is Special 17. It's not a new youth magazine, I hasten to add. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> of course, I'm Phil, and joining me today is James. Hello, James. Hello, Phil. Special 17, yes. Yeah. There is a certain ring to that, a 1980s smash hits feel, isn't exactly, there? Exactly, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All dedicated to Doctor Who, how about <laughs> Well, there you go. That's because we're so young, hip and trendy and clearly appeal to a very young audience, Phil. Oh, well, hey, you know, the only sort of hip I know is the one that's just gone on me right now, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, welcome to a podcast about two guys in their 50s discussing their medical issues. (laughs) (laughs) You thought it was a different kind of doctor. (laughs) But uh, no, we we will be discussing doctor-related news, um, but in the context of Daleks and Jodie Whittaker and Flux, uh, to yes. be more precise. Which I listened. thought was something using metalwork, actually, Flux, but there you <laughs> It's funny, isn't it? It's, it's an interesting choice of title, mm. uh, and I do wonder whether that's going to be it, and we're just going to get chapter one, two, three, four, five, six. I mean, I'm not overly bothered, but if, if that is the case, then surely that's the first time that a season has been released without any individual episode titles. Well, first time since, what, 1989? 1989. Survival. One overarching oh, story over, over, over multiple parts. There we go. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really count. <laughs> <laughs> Season 13 is just called Flux. Yeah, that's what you could say. It's almost like a, a callback to the way Who used to be done nearly so, nearly 40 years ago, James, you know. Yes. So. <laughs> yes, yeah, a six-part story like it used to be. Exactly, yeah. I bet old Who fans still aren't happy about that. <laughs> well, if, if you remember the first couple of seasons back in the 60s did name their episodes, they did. didn't yeah. they? Uh, we, yeah. we talked about the Romans uh, not so long ago and part four was called Inferno. How's that for confusing? I oh, know, exactly. That when trying to explain that to someone, which was also a, a seven-part <laughs> story for John Pertwee. <laughs> Indeed. So we're recording yeah. this now about 10 days before episode one or part one or chapter one of uh, a flux goes out indeed, indeed, uh, and indeed. you'll be listening to this probably less than a week before transmission we're going to try and cover all of the stuff that we've not been able to cover uh, on previous podcasts for various scheduling reasons mm-hmm. and, and i guess the first thing to talk about is um the the, the materialization of what i suppose we can call marketing Yes, we've had a full trailer since the uh, strange marketing approach that the BBC took. There seems to be two trains of thoughts on this. One is that it was a massive screw-up by the BBC, and then other people said, well, it's got people talking about Doctor Who, and there's no such thing as bad publicity. I beg to differ. Well, yeah. First of all, we're we're talking about the fact that the BBC's social media accounts for Doctor Who completely disappeared. Yes. The Twitter account 
wouldn't load, had zero followers. Mm-hmm. And, and I understand there were similar issues across Facebook and Instagram. Yes, their YouTube channel went down. And, yeah. and not even a, a, a placeholder page put up either. Um, it was just literally like a 404 error. Yeah. I found it bizarre. It, it, it was bizarre. Um, as far as I'm concerned, there's absolutely no shadow of a doubt this was an error. Yeah, I think it was as well. I know they they will not admit to that, and why should they? Who's going to admit to screwing up all their uh, branding three weeks or three four weeks before the show was due to due to air? Uh, I I just find it really weird. Um, it doesn't it doesn't make sense. Uh, I mean, for silence to fall, if you excuse the terminology. Um, yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right, uh, incidentally, when you say there, there is such thing as bad publicity, and this was it. There's, there's no mm. shadow of a doubt. I don't believe anyone would have thought this was a sensible, clever, meta-marketing message. It was just a complete mess. We, you know, we now know it's called the flux. Don't know what it means, you know, at the moment. Um, is it a flux in time or timelines or multiverse we, we don't know what what this actually means at the moment if i was marketing doctor who and, and the idea was to take down all of the social media channels and relaunch it again i would then type back into the, the flux and as i said as i said earlier not even a holding page i would have had a, had a holding page there and each of those accounts just saying oh it's been taken over some weird message for argument's sake, that the flux has taken it over. You know, I know I'm, I'm being really, really nerdy and I've got no idea about marketing at all. That, that I would be perfectly upfront and honest about that. I've got no idea, but I think that's better than just having nothing at all and yeah. everything, you just go complete, it's just complete darkness on social media from the BBC. No, agreed. You know? And I think it became particularly clear uh, that it was a mistake when the real marketing kicked off and didn't refer to it in the slightest. And yeah. um, I, this is not a long game in terms of a marketing strategy because everybody would have forgotten about it after they've seen it. So, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, once again, Doctor Who um, you know, sets the example <laughs> for how not to do something. And yeah. uh, it's, um, you know... It's, fine you know I'm, I'm glad they've just moved on and it's no longer a thing uh, yeah. i'm glad that we've got a trailer i'm glad that we've got some information about the series flux in itself is an odd word because mm-hmm. the two things i think of is acid reflux which i'm certain is going to end up being the title of a number of doctor who podcasts uh, oh, i think it point. will yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and of course it also rhymes with sucks so there's, <laughs> there, there's no real thought in terms of um, how that's going to work in the states because obviously the word suck and sucks is used all the time over there yes it is yes yeah so it, it, sucks. It, yes <laughs> well there's always that element of trepidation when, when you you also sort of realize that chris chibnall was actually written all six episodes yeah, they announced that this week as well, didn't they? Yes. Um, I think he's got a co-credit uh, with Maxine Alderton. I've almost certainly got her name wrong there. Yeah, but there's I a think, couple of co-credits, isn't there? I yeah. think there's one. I think it's just one. Is it just one? I thought and, it was a couple, but oh well. And, okay. and it, it's, um, yeah, it's the writer of the Villa of Diodati. Ah, oh, um, that's it, yeah. It doesn't fill me with confidence, but at the same time, it can go one of two ways, can't it? I mean, I mean you look at Broadchurch, which I've not, scene um no. but i understand you know the first series of that is revered and chibnall wrote it all linked them all together mm-hmm. 
you know, we, we just have to wait and see. Um, well, exactly. Maybe, maybe this sort of this six episode structure will play to his strengths as a writer rather than I, I don't think he's he's ever really sort of hit the nail on the head when he's written a single episode for that 45 or 50 minute format. No. I've never found him very strong in that field at all. Um, but maybe that this this is his thing. That maybe that's this is this will play to his strengths. We'll see. Um, I think the thing that is evident is the team has been downscaled, and that almost certainly is uh, due to COVID. We yep. have two directors. We have one and a bit writers. We have yeah. six episodes. So uh, clearly, that's a response, at least in part, to the circumstances in which this series has been produced yeah um and that in itself may cause the program to change may do yeah We've, we haven't even got the consistency with the cast members because of course Tosin Cole and Bradley Walsh are no longer part of it and we've got yep. two two replacements essentially by the looks of things in it's not Samuel Anderson is it that was Danny Pink um it's some other bloke Anderson Jacob, Jacob, Jacob Anderson. Anderson thank you. Yep. Yes, yeah, so. and uh, see again marketing. If they've been pushing it, we'll remember the guy's name. Well, he hasn't really been pushed as a regular companion, but I think the trailer suggests that he's going to be, you know, yeah. featuring pretty heavily. Um, and of course, we have um, the new comedian, the Liverpudlian comedian. Yes, John Bishop. Thank you. As as, <laughs> as, as Dan. Yes. Yeah. So I I think this is going to be very different. And watching the trailer. It does feel as though, well, for me anyway, it's created a bit of anticipation. I am looking forward to it. And uh, let's, let's just yeah. take a listen to that trailer now. It's happening again. Who are you? I'm the doctor. This is Jazz. This is Dan. Why don't I know about this? And who else does? Very hard. Maybe we should have brought that to you a little bit more gently. What is that? Our final fight has begun. Whoa. Stay away from me. There's no use being squeamish. We've got the future to save. We don't have any more time. So there you go. Um, the, the trailer that people, or fandom in particular, was crying out for for weeks, months. Years was it, even. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was was it worth the wait, Phil? Um, well, it's a trailer, isn't it? Um, I, I don't really get that excited about trailers. It's always nice to have one. Um, I'm not saying, oh, boo, we got a trailer. We're, we're old Doctor Who fans, James. We never got trailers. We had to wait till it first aired on television. True. That's why I'm not really that bothered about having a trailer or not. Going by the BBC's track record on Doctor Who trailers, they tend to spoil a lot. Now, this particular one, they didn't. If we think back to Peter Capaldi's last season as the Doctor, we got that big reveal that John Sim was back as the Master. Oh, that was a, yeah, once that again. That was terrible. Strategy or cock-up. Absolute cock-up. That really was. Um, mm. So, I mean, yeah, okay, he didn't give anything away. Nice little reveal of a Sontar on horseback, which I think was quite a, a nice image. 
Yeah, I, I think there were a few things. Yeah, you're right. Sontaran is um, oh, well, that was detail, wasn't it? Um, yeah, and it was uh, it was scheduled, I think, to coincide with an article in the latest DWM. That's um, right. So yeah. there was, you know, my Twitter timeline or feed or whatever it's called was full of um, ropey looking Sontarans, uh, very similar to um, those I think that were in either Invasion of Time or Two Doctors. Yes, I think it, it seems to. The way I see it, it looks more like a two doctors yeah. Sontarum. Very sort yeah, of yeah. long necked for some strange reason. <laughs> a long neck Sontarum, but uh, I know we don't get a full image, but it looks as though they're quite tall again. It does actually. Hmm. I, I don't, I, know. I don't, I don't I, mind one way or the other. I don't other. mind one way or the other, actually. Long as long as they're not used for um Well as long as they're not like strax, basically. <laughs> which is which were used for light relief. Um, I, I like strax. I very much like strax. Uh, certainly I mean he he could only really appear in comedic scenes or, or scenes that had you know a punchline in them at some point but of course that worked perfectly for the way uh moffat wrote so um other things that i wanted to mention about that trailer mm. or one in particular and i want to know whether or not i am alone in this because i've not seen this elsewhere online oh, yeah. was that a jaggeroth spaceship oh um i don't know actually <laughs> Oh, see, the thing is, I don't tend to overanalyze the trailers. I say, I watch it. Yeah, okay, that was good, thanks. And I, I tend to sort of move on. But I know, I know people will f- look through every frame trying to find some little hint of what's to come, and you know, something hidden in plain sight, for argument's sake. Have um, you got your phone near you? I have. I've. I mean, this will be fascinating listening for, for, for listeners. Right, listeners can thrill as I watch, look at a photo of my phone. And, and, and listeners, this, um, this, this just shows how how modern and hip we are. What I've done is actually taken a photograph of the paused trailer on my computer on my okay. phone, and then sent it to Phil. Right. Okay. I'm. I'm going to disappoint you, James. It's not a Jagroth ship. It's a Sontaran ship. Oh, is that a Sontaran ship? It's Sontaran ship. Yeah. Right, okay. Well, it looks very similar to a Jaggeroth ship. It does, yeah. No, it's a Sontaran ship. If you remember from um, the Sontaran Stratagem and the Poison Sky, it was that. From- I remember the golf ball ships. Yes, well, they they fly out of that. That's like a Sontaran oh, I'm very disappointed basically. now, but, uh, but never mind. Yeah. So, well, you can... Uh, in that case, then, the traders just lost a bit of interest for me. <laughs> well, we- <laughs> For those for those of you at home, folks, um, I've just seen James visibly deflate on my computer screen with, di- with disappointment. <laughs> Very similar to a Sontaran head. Yes. <laughs> oh, well, never mind. Never mind. Well, let's move on then. Um, Cybermen again. I haven't seen them for a while. No, that's that's a surprise, yeah. isn't it? What is it about um, Cybermen? Quick little flash of Weeping Angels. Though. I must say Weeping Angels uh, um, about. Don't know what concepts are being used in, but it does. One thing I... I, I I did sort of pick up on it. Does seem to be flitting through different points in Earth's history. Sontarans at the Battle of Waterloo, or maybe at the, at the Crimean War, or something. Or, or it did look like that. It was anyway. a battle scene for um, sure. Now I'm assuming that Mary Seacole um, was one of the historical characters we've got in this series. Now that was the Crimean War, wasn't it? That she. I have absolutely no idea. I think it's so. Uh, yeah, mate. So maybe it's the the Crimean War. Well, I, I think my knowledge of the Crimean War in Who terms is limited to a Big Finish play, uh, which I think was the Angelus Guattari, Seventh Doctor, mm. um, and I have a feeling Florence Nightingale was in. Is that right? Well, am I completely getting that wrong? No, I think she was the Crimean War. Well, maybe so. I'm right um, then, but um, yeah, who again? Don't know, don't know. But yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah wasn't Mary Seacole the? Oh, 
um, my history is absolutely terrible. Wasn't it the the Britannia Hotel that she set up? I think we're looking sort of Charles the Light Brigade, that kind of thing there, aren't we, really? So I don't think I've even heard of Mary C. Cole, though. Oh, right, okay. No, no, I think she was... Um, she was... I don't she wasn't a, I don't know if she was a nurse or, or not, but she was um a, a black English woman, sort of out in the chroma. I think that the it's something called the British Hotel, the Britannia Hotel. Basically it was for, for servicemen to recover rather than it was yeah. like a it was kind of like a field hospital, but it was maybe a bit a bit less grim than an actual field hospital where you were sort of hacking off limbs. It was more for recovery, I I I think maybe war is going to be an underlying theme then because that plays in with the more serious sontarans or what we assume are going to be more yeah. serious sontarans um and uh, and battles so we'll we'll find out i suppose um but anything else i mean uh cybermen we mentioned already different kind of cybermen so we're going to assume we're not going to go back and revisit the hybrid time lord cybermen Again, let's oh. let's hope we're past that now. Yeah, exactly. It does appear to be the same Cybermen redesign we had in the last series before they changed into that weird Cybermen Time Lord hybrid. Quite a good look, I think. I like it, actually. I do like it. Though I do wish they'd get rid of that Iron Man chest light, though. I've, ne- I've never liked well, that. Well, I, so. <laughs> I have a feeling that Cybermen will only be in this in a very, very small capacity. In fact, I mean, a lot of the things yeah. that we're seeing in the trailer apart from things that would require a significant investment like the new Sontarans I think we can probably assume are there to distract um, and again I know we've been scathing yeah. when we talked about marketing but one of the things that Chibnall undeniably has um, has brought in is that air of mystery I mean initially he just totally yeah. shut down any kind of PR uh, because he was so focused on making certain the stories remained secret um and assuming yeah. he's still of that mind he's not going to put anything beyond a couple of things that will draw people in into a trailer no um, and, and on that basis no, then exactly. i think you know it's a minute it's only a minute's worth it's not as if it's a long old trailer no exactly exactly and and um you know there, there's only a few moments i mean it, it it look it does look intriguing there is a big explosion towards the end of it, which I put on pause again. Mm-hmm. And now that we've had our conversation, there are clearly two Sontaran ships there. And I was, I but they ah, okay. kind of, um, they kind of got this this orange hue over them. And I think it's because there's an explosion or a fire. But I initially, because it's you know it's on on your screen, then off it inside of a couple of seconds. I thought it was your yeah. precious Tardis interior exploding. Ah. Going back, it's not. But I did think <laughs> Phil will be. So oh, pleased. you dashed all my hopes. <laughs> if, 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 if this TARDIS explodes in the same way that uh, several others have uh, towards the end of eras. Well, I, I, th- I think we're going to have to wait to the, the last special um, next year for that. I, I, I've well, got a feeling. Let's, let's um, just talk about um, that, actually, then. Um, we, we, we know for sure that season 13, in fact, the whole of Jodie Whittaker's era has now been concluded in terms of um, filming. It's wrapped. Yes. So yes. we believe um, jo- Jodie Whittaker would have filmed at least her part of a regeneration scene. And people seem to be assuming we're yep. going to get to see that regeneration in her final story, which will be presumably this um, hundred or centenary uh, landmark the BBC wants to celebrate next year, towards the end of next year. Yes. I, right. I yeah. think people are going to be disappointed. I don't think the BBC 
will reveal who the new doctor is if indeed we're going to transition straight into the new doctor we're not going to have like you know a kind of break to celebrate doctor's past for the 60th but i don't think they're going to reveal that any earlier than they have to particularly with a new team coming in so i have Mm -hmm. a feeling and you can call this a kooky theory of the week but I think the final episodes of the 13th Doctor's era will not see the new version of the Doctor. And I can tell you in advance, um, three months in advance, that that will be one of my predictions uh, uh, for, for, for oh, the next okay. year. I, I think we're going to end up not seeing the regeneration scene until the beginning of the 60th anniversary. I think whoever mm-hmm. Jody regenerates into is not guaranteed to go forward into Russell T Davis's first season it could just be a, a one off and yeah the 60th anniversary itself may not follow on directly from Jodie Whittaker's final episode either no it might not it might not um i think that's the the thing it's so i think everyone thinks these things very in a very linear way actually it's sort of like you've got one doctor leaves the next one comes in you always see them in that regeneration scene at the end of the episode and you have to wait to the next year totally. for the next series yeah. um, I, I agree with you i don't think we're going to see who it's going to be can i make a suggestion then all right this is just come to me at the top of my head and you'll tell me i'm ridiculous but i'm going to say it anyway um, bearing in mind the marketing for the last season was everything you know is a lie you remember that you know the doctor's not a doctor yeah well, that was some kind of meta marketing regardless of your opinion of it Let's assume yeah. the Doctor at the end of this series is going to go into a state of flux. Aha, yes. So, is flux a reference to the Doctor and the story is just being written around the real world circumstances of, of the franchise itself? And given what we know already, mm. and I know Doctor Who fans speculate and, you know, put pieces of a jigsaw together in completely the wrong yeah, order yeah this this is the best opportunity the bbc will ever have to cause some major or to, or to deliver some major shocks who best to deliver those kind mm. of shocks than russell t davis i agree i think i think that's a, a good theory you've never said that before ever that's the nicest thing you've ever said to me no never <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I really do think that that's it's a good theory because RTD and a Bad Wolf, you know, are coming into into Doctor Who as a, as a, it's a co-production, and there's also those rumours, and I haven't seen anything since of that one Radio Times article that Sony are, are buying out Bad Wolf or going to become a major shareholder in Bad Wolf anyway. So I think even now we had that sort of confirmation of RTD and Bad Wolf, then you get the Sony thing thrown into the mix as well. So I think the whole production of Who, as you said, is in flux anyway. Um, they they haven't announced the new Doctor. They, by now, when, when we know the actor is leaving and they've already filmed their regeneration scene, we usually know, usually, no, they have they, to. They might yeah. not. But now... No, exactly. I think because it's filmed so far in advance. Well, let's say the 60th anniversary is going to showcase the new Doctor, right? Just just assume that is the case. That episode will go into production when? Let's say early 2023. 
So why not preserve yeah. the secret of the casting yeah. until then? At the at the very Til earliest, then. yeah, right. At the very latest, you know, it's not going to be studio bound. I'm absolutely certain they're going to have some location themes. We will know what's going yeah, on yeah, with the yeah. show, so they will announce it. But it is conceivable, I think, that in tw- early 2023, they will say the 60th is going to be a single production. And then after that, mm-hmm. season 14 will go into production, possibly a little bit earlier than that. It depends on all manner yeah. of things. So I, I think the earliest that we will find out about the uh, 14th Doctor is is early 2023. And the latest could conceivably be when we see the 60th anniversary Special well, play out if if season fourteen is not going to transmit yes. for a year after that. Well, like that this this was going to be my prediction three months in advance. Actually, we think of these things in, in a linear way that the any special features the incumbent Doctor and previous Doctors. That's what usually happens on, on an anniversary episode. I think. Um, as we keep talking about flux and all this kind of thing, I think the 60th will only feature previous doctors trying to save their future incarnation. It works, doesn't it? It does yeah. work. The The question is, is that going to be a big enough draw for anyone who isn't a fan of Doctor Who? It probably will be, actually. I think it will be. It probably yeah. will be because it will... All of the people who have decided not to watch Doctor Who or are not as interested in it anymore, if they know Tennant is going to be back, which he almost certainly is, yeah. then um, you know they'll tune in for that. It all depends on whether they can write a decent enough for story, which with Davis, I think he probably can, yeah. um, and persuade enough actors to return to the role. Yeah. And, you know... I, I do think it will celebrate the past more than I think it will. More than I, think, the I think we can count out Eccleston though. Um, <laughs> n- now that RTD's back in the frame, so I think we can we can say good, goodbye to that. Unfortunately, never say never. I mean, how long ago was it? You and I were saying Eccleston will never do big finish. That's true. That is true. Who knows? It just it just depends how how bad that his relationship is with RTD for him to come back. Because he said it was, it was beyond repair. Well, no no one knows for sure, do they? And, yeah. um, you know, we... Anyway, before we get into speculating about that, <laughs> I, guess, <laughs> I guess we've we've, we've got um, the remainder or the remaining nine episodes uh, of, um, of the 13th Doctor to, yes, uh, indeed, to get through. Yes, indeed. Um, and the real challenge of the production team is not to let what might be in the future overshadow what's going to be on our screens over the next year and a half or so. Well, I, I think that that's, this is another marketing thing, which I think as as I keep swinging around to this marketing thing again, which I just think is a bit weird because the whole RTD appointment, for me, overshadowed the next series of Doctor Who. People are more excited about that. And fans I think, are. Fans yeah, are. Yeah. Not, not the regular people. Yeah, I, I just think it was that was all <laughs> back to front. The whole announcement thing was back to front. But also, not only that, this is a nice little segue, season 17 has just been announced uh, for, uh, coming out on Blu-ray. I think it's on the 13th of December it's released in the UK. So they announced that. It's in all of their media channels. You've got that lovely little trailer they put together featuring Davros. They brought back... David uh, Goodison. David Goodison. Yeah, I keep mm. saying David Brilly, but Brilly was the guy who did K9's K-9. voice. K9. Second K9. Um, 
So they have all that, and then the very next day, they take down everything. Oh, well, no, that's just further evidence that it wasn't planned. No, it's just not planned. Absolute madness. However, I'm looking forward to, to scene 17 on, on Blu-ray, because you do get... We're going to get City of Death um, on Blu-ray, which is, which, is, which is gorgeous. Now, that does have Jaggeroth in it. It does. <laughs> See, it all, it's all, it all comes around, doesn't it? <laughs> if you carry on talking who long enough, everything's connected. Exactly, it's exactly. All, it all comes full circle. Yeah. Um, yeah, as I say, it's not my favourite season of, of Doctor Who. Oh, well done. Um, <laughs> I wondered when you were going to get Well done, one. well done. No, it's, <laughs> it's, um, yeah, it, it's not my favourite season. As I say, I'm not Douglas Adams' biggest fan. I know that's probably heresy um, amongst uh, a certain section of Who, who fandom, but... Um, we'll, we'll talk about this news perhaps on an upcoming uh, broadcast yeah. uh, in a little bit more depth. But yeah, season 17 is probably my favourite of, of, of the Tom Baker era, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know. I know. A lot of people love it. Absolutely love it. And yeah. another version of Sharda, which is just what the world needed. <laughs> just what the world just, needs. Oh, no. uh, I, I've, I've, I'll tell you, these these stories that never get made. I think I've seen far more than some other stories uh, that exist in their entirety. And um, yeah, yeah. Sharda is not a good story uh, for many reasons. It's it's if you just look at the story, it's a bit. Bleh. You know, the first half is great. Yeah, you know, Tom Baker, uh, Cambridge was it Cambridge? It was Cambridge, it was Cambridge. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. you know, great. Yeah. You know, doctor at university always works. It worked with Capaldi as well. Yeah, um, but after that, it just it just kind of descends into a bit of silliness. But Willem, yeah, <laughs> he says we'll talk about it later, and then just gives a quick synopsis of uh, <laughs> the story that wasn't actually broadcast as part of season seventeen. But I oh, know, precisely, precisely. But but I say before that we do have Galaxy Four arriving on Blu-ray that animated, don't we? Should be in the next couple of weeks, isn't it? Actually, I I think you and I are going to see it, aren't we? In a couple yes, of weeks, yes, we are. Time. Yes, so, yeah. So yes. that will be whilst season thirteen or Flux at least is airing. Yes, and it will so, be. And we will we will definitely bring you something from um, outside the British Film Institute uh, um, if if we can, provided it's not raining, of course. Yeah, or or still fenced off because the last time I went up there, our usual recording spot is fenced off. I don't know if it's because of COVID or it's just unsafe now. I don't know. <laughs> we'll have to find we'll have to find somewhere else to record. But uh, but anyway, I'm trying to keep on um, on subject. Um, yes, which is almost impossible for us. But it is. Yes, you, know, you wouldn't be listening to us, dear listener, if you wanted a concise, focused conversation. Frankly, you go somewhere, almost anywhere else. <laughs> um, but um, is, is there anything else that you wanted to mention about season thirteen, or anything else that uh, strikes you as intriguing, or are we? Are we done in terms of our preview, our kind of informal preview? The fact is, we've got a new series of Doctor Who on the telly. Um, mm. That's something to, to celebrate, really. It could easily be a case of, well, no, there's nothing. You know, that, you know, that we're not getting a season 13, A, because of COVID or because the BBC have just said no more Doctor Who. Everyone was... Very, very worried that it was going to get cancelled after this season. We know no, now absolutely. it's going to go forward. You know, it's um, yeah. you know, it's it's we've got something to look forward to. We don't know how long, much longer it's going to go on for. Everything has its natural lifespan, uh, as it did before. Yeah, you know, Doctor Who. So, um, hey, we we got something to look forward to. So I, I think- agree, I agree, and I think. All you're addressing, really, I think, is is something that is hardwired into every long-term Doctor Who fan and that's an alarm yeah. system that automatically yeah. triggers the minute the show's future is uncertain or not clear then mm. you know we all fear cancellation hiatus 
uh, whatever. Uh, yeah. And you're right, those fears have been dispelled far earlier than they could have been. Uh, and it also is a clear indication that the BBC sees value in the yes. product beyond which it's currently realising simply because they've made such a, a major, well, change. And uh, I, I will, I will yeah. have one, yeah. one, one final prediction and it will be a bit of a bombshell, I suppose. Well, not a bombshell, but a big statement. I think Chibnall was sacked now. Um, I think oh, he was okay. told to leave. Um, I, I think BBC taken back control, to use a dreadful expression. Um, I think they've <laughs> said, no more. We, we want to be in, in control for the 60th anniversary. We want to make capital out of that. We don't believe you're able to do this. Hence the reason you've got all of these statements that ring hollow about, you know, oh, it was always the plan to leave after three series. I, it just doesn't make a great deal of sense. I think we'll find out in the fullness of time. Oh, we um, will, yeah. But um, but it's not a bad thing for me. Yes, I'm looking forward to season 13. I look forward to every new season of Doctor Who, come what may. But I'm absolutely Same delighted here. to see the back of Chris Chibnall as the uh, creative lead behind this show. He's done, yep. as far as I can see, no good <laughs> for the series whatsoever. <laughs> uh, but we'll uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, indeed, yeah. indeed. Well, I think it just about wraps up our little preview for season 13 and beyond, it seems. We've, I think we've, we've covered a lot more bases than we intended to there. So obviously the Doctor Who podcast will be covering uh, season 13. Um, but at the moment, we haven't worked out a schedule exactly how we're going to achieve that. Uh, so please be very, very patient with us. More patient than you normally would be with Chris Chibnall releasing any marketing for Doctor Who. <laughs> Yeah, we, we would like to get our review episodes online as soon as possible, but without boring you listeners, Real World has kicked in, certainly this year, so uh, I think it's less likely uh, than in you know, the previous series, but we will get round to reviewing every episode, as Phil says, and uh, we very much look forward to having you with us when we do discuss flux from well at least the other side of chapter one <laughs> yes indeed or whatever they're calling it part one chapter one whatever who knows who, who, knows? Knows? who knows wonderful phil great to speak to you as always listeners thanks for tuning in we'll be back very shortly stay tuned bye for now bye bye that was the doctor who podcast which you can find at the doctor who podcast.com if you have any feedback, please send it in to feedback at thedoctorwhopodcast.com. Thank you for listening. Take care. Oh. Oh, well, that's, uh, that was really rather enjoyable, actually. Good, good. I think, uh, I think James and I were... Sort of right on the money there with our uh, news predictions, particularly with the uh, no episode titles for the next series. Yes, we've got it on the news. Right, uh, I think it's time to just sort of sit back with a cup of tea and uh, oh, I think I'll uh, I think I'll put some music on. Ah, that's nice. Right, I think a little look through Twitter now and uh, see what's been going on in the world. Ah, oh, little new tweet from the uh, BBC Doctor Who Twitter account. I wonder what this is. 
the title of chapter one for Doctor Who Flux is here. The Halloween Apocalypse? <laughs> Chip Noel!